Alrighty, we're back and we got a recurring guest uh, here on the podcast once again. We got Kevin Brusha, a Philadelphia legend, uh, music uh, music icon in the scene. Um, they've done a lot for the music in- industry and in, uh, in the Philly scene when it comes to DIY shows and things like that. If you could remember from the last episode. Um, Kevin, uh, how does it feel to be back? Feels good. This is my mic. My mic working. Yeah, your mic's working this time. <laughs> hey, we're in, baby. Yeah, okay, we're in business. Hold on, real quick. I'm gonna do this because we're in. All Ooh. right, Kevin just cracked open a PBR. We're in, baby. Um, you know, Lee was really uh, gracious to have that out for uh, for us here tonight. Yeah, bless, bless little Moose over there. So <laughs> bless damn. little Moose. Moose was, you know, screaming and yelling and hollering. <laughs> so what's up, party people? How's it going? How's everything been since we left? We last saw you on the podcast here. Oh man, I just spilled beer all over myself. Oh, <laughs> I didn't man. even sip it yet. Uh, Cla- good. Things are really good. Moves. I'm not even drunk. Crowd. I'm just hanging out. Good stuff. But things are good, man. Life is looking up. I feel really good about me and a lot of my friends. I feel an uh, an upward spiral. Yeah, I guess we last saw you back in August. Uh, anything, you know. Fun or good or interesting happening since? Um, what do we want to leave the audience with here? Yeah, so a couple big things in my life. Recently, me and my girlfriend, love of my life, Jade, just moved to West Philly. Uh, I walked here. It was 30 minutes. It wasn't that bad. So I'm back in Philly. Um, I was in the suburbs for a while. Um, my band, Phil Spector's Gone, is, we're going to start recording very soon. We've been playing a lot of shows. It feels good to be back in the scene. And I don't know, I just I feel good. I feel good for the first time in my life. I'm consistently feeling good. I'm not constantly crashing down. It's good. Yeah, right? it's uh no no one likes to be crashed down. Mm-mm. No one likes to feel uh you know, down and depressed or anything like that. So big big ups on uh you making big moves. You right. Know, moving I, moving I into felt the for city a while that, that stuff. Like my life I was getting in car crashes with myself and i was driving both cars (laughs) and so now i feel like i'm just wandering down the road and nobody else is on it feels good good stuff yeah um how was your uh thanksgiving thanksgiving was nice it was it was quiet um how'd you spend that uh i was out at my parents you know with my mom and my stepdad frank and we had all the fixings and crap, and man, I just kind of sat around and was lazy for like four days, and man, it felt fucking good. How about you? What did you do? Uh, Lee and I, we spent our Thanksgiving in Westchester's uh, with our cousin, and uh, you know, she's married to this guy, and uh, he's you know, they got a big house now, and uh, fucking the whole family came and. I loaded up my plate with all the good stuff, Yo, all the good give me stuff. One of, that, one of this. And then I, I ate, I ate the plate. Well, I ate like a little bit of it, and then took the rest of it for uh, work the next day. Nice, you know? dude. What was on your Thanksgiving plate? We had turkey and yams and uh, cornbread stuffing kind of thing and then we had another stuffing with like sausage in it and that sounds pretty good yeah green bean casserole cranberry sauce and uh mashed potatoes and what else man my mom goes all out see my mom's 
from like an Italian family. So she goes all out. I help her prep all the shit. We do, we do a lot. She does a lot of work. Um, and now that I'm getting older, it's like I know that one day I'm going to have to replicate that. And it's she's putting a big, big hefty John on my plate. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, yeah. I guess uh, that's one of those things you forget about is like the older you get, you know, you got to start learning how to do like, yeah. certain things. To One day I'm going to have to start doing this shit. That, yeah. You know, because my mom and my stepdad, Frank, they provide. They do good. You know, they've always taken care of me. Do you see yourself when, uh, you know, when the opportunity shines, you see yourself hosting Thanksgiving Oh, absolutely. I I think I feel like I'm I am that one kind of person. And anytime there is a holiday, I I always like, you know, as silly as it sounds just post on the internet, but if if anyone ever needs somewhere to go on a holiday or if they're just hungry in general, you can always just hit me up. Like, uh, we'll we'll invite you to our family. We'll take care of you. I think I've seen those posts before. That's very uh very very nice of you. Third it's just the least you can do as a human being is right. just feed another person. <laughs> yeah. Everyone uh, needs. <laughs> yeah, everyone needs to eat. And yeah, thanks, don't, don't the holidays it. are just one of those, you know, time periods where it's just like, you hate to feel alone, you know, so. Yeah, and, and not only do you hate to feel alone, but you uh, you feel really good for everything you do have, you yeah. know, and sometimes everyday life you forget how much you have. And sure. it's nice to just like have that, perspective on life where it's like i have so much more than other people oh yeah and i don't have much but i have so much more than other people it's nice to just like whatever i do have is i'll welcome it to other people <laughs> people <laughs> <laughs> i think the only thing i have is uh just problems <laughs> yeah and you know what everyone's welcome to my problems you know, if you don't have any problems in your yeah. life you're more than welcome to mine <laughs> that's all that's all i have is problems no i have good things too yeah, i have yeah. uh a, lo- a lovely home to come home to and yeah you know. even if you you know i'm i'm actually working on a phil specter's gun song right now where i'm talking about um i'm trying to think of the lyrics you know i i've but, but pretty much the lyrics are talking about how it's you're in an awkward position as most of us are where it's like you can bitch about how much you don't have cuz you can't afford to have kids you can't afford to buy your own house you can't afford to save up money the way you'd like but then you just walk around the street and you're like yeah but i i do own a car and i do like live in a warm house and i like i eat every time i'm hungry and so it's like it's we live in such a weird such a weird area of the world where we can't afford to actually change the world but at least we're not sleeping on the street i don't know it's weird yeah and uh we're certainly lucky enough to you know, be able to have those things. Yeah, like we can um, go to the bar and drink a beer and come back into a podcast. It's a Monday night. We can do that. Monday, Monday night. We're not changing the world, but goddamn, we're having a good time. <laughs> I just hate to see Queen of Sheba closed on Mondays. What's yeah, up with that? Yeah. You got to get over that closed on Monday thing. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's a weekday. Isn't there a football game going on tonight? Yeah, man, it's Monday night football and you're closed. Come on. Man, gotten into football recently. Yeah? I, I'm into it. Yeah, who, um... Uh, other than the Eagles, what are you have any teams that are sparking your ear and eyes? Uh, just the Eagles. I think Jalen Hurts is an incredible human being. You know, cool. That's I, it. I'm a. I've been big on the Buffalo Bills. There you go, buddy. 
Yeah, I think they're pretty cool. They're, they're, and they're mostly because of their fan base. They're just wild people. I believe that Rick James is from Buffalo. Yeah. Yup. Yeah, I just feel like the Buffalo Bills fans kind of remind me a little bit of myself. Yeah, let's go, baby. And then uh, I guess the third team I would have to pick is maybe the Packers, just because. Okay. I, I love a good cheese head. Man, a lot of people like the Packers. I got friends out in Wisconsin. They like the Packers. Apparently, Harry Styles likes the Packers. I, it's just their fan base. They're all they all wear cheese. cheese they all wear cheese on their cheese heads. heads. Yeah, I don't get it, but uh, <laughs> I'm into it. I'm into it. Yeah, I mean that's just my type of humor, and you know, <laughs> yeah, right. It's, it's my kind of cheese. <laughs> certainly, right. certainly my, not my kind of woman, but my kind of cheese. <laughs> all right. But um, okay. playing any cool shows lately? Yeah. Recently or anything like Man, that? Man, it's kind of crazy that Phil Spector's gone. I mean, our name is Phil Spector's gone. I can't believe we ever got booked a single show, let alone, we, you know, we're playing fairly decently once or twice a month. That's more than I could ever ask for at my age. But um, we just played at The Haven uh, the other day, and that was kind of a great show. I haven't been to a, sh- a house show that was so well organized besides the other week when we played in state college we played pumpkin house and it was also so well organized it's nice to see that house venues are like taking responsibility and like making this shit run tighter than fucking bars like i'm really impressed with the couple shows we've played people have been real into it we've um made a lot of friends um we've seen and played with some amazing bands so it we really have been blessed lately with our shows we've been doing good it's been good the Haven, though, that place is sick. If you get an opportunity to play there, play there, Philly. Um, cool. Yeah, I mean, what were those? What were those shows like? Uh, you know, any 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 moments that really uh, stood out to you? Were there? What was like? Uh, what was your favorite venue out of those ones? So, um, a couple things like the Pumpkin Patch in state college also if you have the opportunity go play there those kids really run a tight shift and you know they both both venues also pay their bands well which was which was cool you know a lot of places forget that like we're we're traveling we need gas we're adults we got bills this is a lot of our time pumpkin patch was sweet man the vocals were so loud for being such a small basement it was sick, and we we actually played for Mark Griffin's birthday. He turned twenty four. Oh, nice, yeah. So we we ripped that. We ripped State College up. We spent the weekend with Ma'am. That was a good time. Me and Mark have been talking. Uh, yeah, when's he the, getting up here? The next uh, last month or two. I, I'm not sure. I think they said something in like in November. They said December, and I think now it's. I'm not sure, but we gotta talk. To, we gotta put a, put a bug up yeah. his ass. And well, we gotta forever, we gotta put say. something up there, but. Yeah. <laughs> Mark, if you're listening, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. You've been warned. You just, no. you know, Mark's, you might not know what it is, but it's coming. <laughs> Mark's good dude. He needs to get up here. Yeah. He needs to get on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. To, Mark's. We've been talking about having Mark on. And, Mark's a real yeah. fucking sweet dude. It was a pleasure playing for his 24th birthday. Yeah, uh, 24, ripe age. Right. It's, yeah, it's a good one. 24, as I think. Uh, when I was 24, I think I put out smile. That was. Ooh, I just listened to that the other day when I was cleaning my house. Did you? Yeah, I oh, got the man. tape with that and Car Park 2, maybe? I think it's it was one. Split. I think it was one, yeah. I, I got that tape, and I listened yeah. to it while I was cleaning oh, the house the other day. 
Oh, by gosh, by golly. Yeah. Car Park One, Feeling Better. Yeah. That, to this day, is one of my favorite written songs of all time. It hits all the notes I need in a song. Just say it. It's 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 cool. Like when I wrote that that riff, I was like, this like reminds me of like the Kinks, but like I could see that. Like I don't know what I was going for for that, but it just turned into like a weird psychedelic kind of yo. So thing. Spotify told me I'm in the top half percent of listeners of the Kinks. Really? Yeah. I don't believe Spotify though. Uh, I feel like they tell everyone that. Yeah. I hate Spotify, but it's a great way to organize your playlists. Yeah, um, they do have a good playlist. You know, fuck Spotify. You know, I'm not on the Spotify train. But, dude, uh, I love the Kinks. Been real into them the last year. Been really diving deep into some stuff. They're funny. They're heavy hitting. And they are topical all the way. They hit all the notes of what I need in a band. Everything you want. Yeah. Everything you want. I've been listening to a lot of Apple music. Mm-hmm. See, I also have Apple Music because yeah. I'm one of those people. So am I. I have yeah. both. Yeah. <laughs> I got them both. Yeah, I got them both. Because Apple Music, I can listen to Neil Young. Plus, exactly. Apple Music, fucking, I think it just, music sounds better on Apple Music. Sure. And yeah. also, I just, I make a lot of playlists for people. Yeah. And so you can't, when you're that kind of person, you can't just say, here's a Spotify playlist for somebody that's, you know. Yeah. Now, if you just, like, watch YouTube, I don't know what to tell you. Brandon, yeah, and that's how like Zach plays drums in my band. YouTube only. Yeah, I'll send you uh, one track at a time, baby. You'll get it. Yeah, well, we'll <laughs> figure it out, guys. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Yeah, one day there will be a place to stream music that is not uh, corporate heavy. We we would we'll like to there. hope so. We we did have something like that for a while. It was called Bandcamp, but <laughs> it, yeah, yeah, Bandcamp's kind of. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, it's called LimeWire. LimeWire. <laughs> Yo, we had that. It was called LimeWire. Fucking Lars Ulrich. Yeah, a Napster. Fucking ruined that. Um, what you been sipping on lately? Sipping on anything good? Yo, so for my birthday, I just turned 30 um, a couple weeks ago, and so many friends brought me so much booze. I am so blessed. I had never gotten gifted that much booze in my life. Um so I've been sipping on some mezcal, some brandy, some sake, some vodka, some what else did I did I drink? Did you say sake? Yeah, sake? yeah. So my my brother Japanese like uh, yeah, it's a uh, it's like an a rice. Asian rice wine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my brother's girlfriend got me a bottle, and I've been sipping on it. It's really nice. That was very nice of her. Nice. But my friends know me so well. I also have a bottle of wild turkey I haven't opened, but I've gotten. Two handles of Hendrix gin, like the big ones. Is that, I don't, is that like Jimmy, is that has, does that have anything to do with Jimi Hendrix? No. Hendrix gin, it's Scottish. It's very expensive, but I got two handles for my birthday, which is almost like $150 worth of booze. I am very blessed, you know, to have gotten that, but I haven't opened them yet. But I see a lot of gin in the rest of my winter. (laughs) <laughs> it's gonna be a gin winter. Well, people. it's gonna hold you up. It's gonna, you yeah, know, it's gonna prop be a you winter. up, and you'll have a great time. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, I just gotta believe it's got, it's gonna be a great time. <laughs> it's gonna be a good time. Maybe some, uh, some. Do you have a chimney in your new place or anything like that? No, Anywhere I wish. To start a fire. We used to. It's all brick. You could tell there used to be a chimney. Our building's over a hundred years old, but yeah, fuck. You yeah. love, you love that. I, I remember my dad used to. Uh, 
<clears throat> always would would light it up first thing in the morning and then nice. i would just smell like fucking wood coming yeah. into school and then all the kids would be like oh this fucking guy it's yeah fucking we're one freak. of those dude yeah it's cheaper to heat your house that way it really is man i'm in i'm really i'm with that i'm in yeah, yeah. if i had a fireplace it'd be lit that was that was back in the day yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> now, now you could just download an app and get warmer yeah <laughs> so true or just turn on your car and <laughs> I'm just like you. I'm cold, so I go to my car. I just go to my car. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We didn't have heat all of September and October and like November here. So like, yeah, we were just like, I would just if I was if I wanted to get warm, I would just go to my car and turn it on and you know do right? all that. That's. I think me and Jade have our heat set to um. Is good. We got it set to like 66, and then at night we turn it down a little bit. I like being chilly when I sleep, but. Yeah, we keep it turned down. Yeah, I, I do like myself a little chilly. Get a little snuggle. Right, like 62, 64. Yeah, snuggle weather with the blankies, maybe two blankies on top. Right. Yeah. Not that I have to convince Jade, but it's like, oh, are you cold? Here I am. You yeah. Know, like, yeah. Here, here I am. Yeah, yeah, big rugged fat man. You're going to love this. <laughs> keep you warm all night, baby. Yeah, we got the... Not an offensive way, love Jade. Oh, of course, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just imagine you being like, "Oh, we, we got Hubby's coming on board. Hubby's, Hubby's coming here. Yeah. Oh, it's cold. Not anymore. Hubby's coming on the ship. <laughs> yeah. All aboard! All aboard the Hubby ship. Yeah, I do. I do like cozying it up though. And I personally, I like fall. I get to wear my long socks. I got my slippers. I got my robe. I got my pajama pants. I'm like, you should see me around the house. I'm like a, yeah. <laughs> I'm all. I like huddling yeah, up. Yeah, you're like one of those uh, characters from like the Christmas Carol or something. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like the candle exactly. and everything. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm Ebenezer Scrooge. <laughs> yeah, you're just a jolly old fellow. Yeah. Or maybe not. I'm not sure. But be, these days, I'm jollier. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah, that's what you said earlier today. We like that. Yeah, about I'm it. feeling good, man. I have never felt good in my life until like, uh, you know, past, past couple years. I'm really coming around to getting off that angry and sad train yeah, that's what i need to get off of right now i feel like i've been on the uh i don't know a down kick and crap i just need to figure myself out <laughs> well man i it's coming for everyone i feel good things in the future for everyone if you're listening right now and you got doubts man it's gonna come around you come talk to me about it you get in touch with me we'll it's figure around. it out hey if you're, out, figure it out. if you're out there You'll figure it out, I yeah. hope. Yeah. And if you need help figuring it out, man, I'm right down the street. Yeah, that's I'm right. right here. I'm a phone call away. I'm feeling good about it. Right, well, God bless you, your sweetheart. Man, well, hold on real quick. I want to plug my phone number. I did the last you episode. You did it last episode, yeah. I'm going to plug my phone number if you need something, anything. My phone number is 215-475-0792. I had to think about that. But my phone number is 215-475-0792. If you need something, call me. I'll answer. See, this is why I have, uh, I think I'm having like early onset dementia. Because lately, <laughs> I've been like, lately people have been asking my phone number. And I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what is, I'm like, 215. <laughs> I'm like, is it 519? No. Is it 930? And then I'm like, and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Look me up. 
You know yeah. my name. Look up the number. Uh, maybe I'll put it on the caption again like I did the last episode. Yeah, yeah. Just, just man, give more people your phone number. Yeah. Can, more people rely I, on you. I think it's. I think mine is 215-930-2161. So if you want to text me and say, like, fuck you this or something, <laughs> yeah, then go. Do you want me to check? Ahead. If you want, yeah. yeah uh, check. I'll check real quick. Yeah. 215-930-2161. <laughs> Um, George. <laughs> Moose. Uh, Lee must be home. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Lee must be home. Is it nine three zero? That's the- it is nine three zero. Okay, you're right. I always get that mixed up with Lee's old number. I say like, because <laughs> Lee's old number was five one. It was two one five five one nine, and then I don't know. I just, I used to just remember that number by heart. Yeah. So. <laughs> No, no. Yeah, I've been grateful and thankful to like have the same phone number for a long time. Hold on, I feel like I should open this door. I know. I'm like, it's like a weird suspense thing. All right, party people, you're stuck with Kevin for a little bit. What you get? What you guys doing? What are you up to? Oh, I locked it. Oh, I'm sorry. Moose is so excited that mom's home. Oh boy, Moosey, 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 Moosey. So excited. Nice. Witness to that. Hey, look, I would actually, I'm gonna sew these soon, but I'm, yeah, I'm in. Crotch jeans, crotch shots. Yeah. That used to be my problem. Is my jeans would always rip where my crotch was. Yeah. I've been sewing a lot. I've been sewing up all my old clothes because I mean, you guys know me. I look like a freaking freak when i go out all my clothes are trash but yeah i mean nothing fits me yeah <laughs> i i've been i've been just been sewing up my stuff you know sitting at home me and jade watch tv i sit there and sew like i'm fucking old man style that was a straight thigh bust though how that happened they can't the, the pants they can't handle the can't thighs. can't handle the thighs can't handle the thighs, yeah. handle the thighs. oh boy oh me oh my everyone if you're listening, send me your fit. I want to see your ripped, uh, your most ripped up fucking clothes. I want to see how degenerate you can look. You should see my camo pants. <laughs> my, my old camo pants. They probably got paint all over them. They're probably no, all no. It's just, it's just like because I used to, every time they go, they would get ripped. I would take it to the tailor. Oh yeah. And then, and then the lady was just one day was just like, why don't you just get new pants? <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, cause I'm hanging out. And I'm like, because I'm like, I'm helping you pay your bills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just take my money. Yeah, just take my money. Yeah, yep. my camo pants. Yeah, I haven't worn them in a while. Okay. Oh, Jesus, <laughs> Jesus. Muzi, muzi, muzi. Glad everyone got to experience that. Yeah. Um, Kevin, if you, fun. if you could alter one thing in our timeline, what would it be? Oh, one specific. Thing. Our meaning who? Like everybody on the planet? 
Yeah, just any point of the of our man. That's Jesus. That's such a D Day. <laughs> oh man, George! I didn't know I was gonna have a loaded question. Yeah, that's what we do here on I, this program. So what I'm thinking of, and I don't know the answer yet. I'm thinking of what what timely death would I have stopped? Like, who do I think could have given more to the world before they passed? You know, um, and I'm thinking celebrities, and I like you mentioned Jimi Hendrix earlier because I mentioned the Hendrix Gin. But do you know that Jimi Hendrix was in the works to do a collaboration with um, Curtis Mayfield and a collaboration with Miles Davis? I did not know that. What the hell? So what I'm thinking from a musical aspect, because I feel like the way the world works, we're going to get our doubts. You know, we're going to get those like major tragedies no matter what. But... What if we would have saved Jimi Hendrix long enough to get a collaboration with Curtis Mayfield and a collaboration with Miles Davis? I want to hear those records so bad. Probably would have been good. Probably would have been great. Yeah, because Curtis Mayfield, a fucking monster. Miles Davis, a goddamn monster. If in the late 60s and early 70s we got those two records, man, that would have fucked shit up. I kind of joked about this on um, this is I didn't even write this question down, but I kind of joked about this on a uh, another podcast, an early one, fucking of me wanting to see a like Hank Williams fucking uh, Nat King Cole like collaboration. Ooh yeah! I don't even know what that would sound like, but do you think that would ever have been possible? Like like a like a early country? Oh. Yeah, with why like not? a big band type thing. Yeah, why not? Yeah, because that's what country music ended up being for a while anyway. You know, Hank wasn't alive to see it, but country went big band for a little bit with like 12, 15 member bands. Yeah. Hank, the reason Hank is so good is because he dialed it in where he could have a six person band go out there and rip it, you yeah. know. But, um, yeah, Hank Williams is somebody that I feel like because he died at 29. I kept joking. All of 29 that that was my Hank year. Hank year. On my birthday, we just kept cheering because I had I had beaten Hank. <laughs> I, I, beat Hank. I never thought I'd be Hank. Beat him to submission. Man, you got to think as much as Hank Williams matters, he died at 29. He drank himself to death at 29. Could you imagine if we had another 10 years with Hank Williams? Even if he died at 39. Fuck. You know, die in the 60s, motherfucker. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it, there, and so when I think of that question, I don't think of big world problems. World's always going to have its tragedies to point and blame. But, um, man, I just think of certain musicians that if they would have lived longer, they could have done a lot of work. And I think Jimi Hendrix yeah. in particular is one of those that he had just started doing what he was doing best. And I think he had so much more to give the world. Yeah. And Hank Williams, another one, like if he would have kept going... It could have been really good. Oh, yeah. Who knows? Maybe Hank Williams Jr. would have had a, a better start. Yeah, right? But, man... <laughs> uh, we love to see family tradition, though. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say, that record in particular hits me. I love that shit. Fuck, it's yeah. It's funny as hell. Um, That and... Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, maybe, like, Biggie Smalls. Once again, man, you listen to a lot of... And I know... I have something to say. But first, a lot of rap artists, especially in the 90s, it's like they are just 
taken from the world way too soon and they only really get a couple records under their belt and they're gone and it's like these people are yeah. magical they're beautiful and they're just taken the so ones soon. the ones i can think of think of uh for that time period maybe biggie and uh big l yeah i don't know if you know big l at yeah, all yeah 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 tupac also well, Tupac, he, Tupac he, had like five or six albums. Well, he was a workaholic. He put yeah. out a lot of work. He was just constantly. He, was, it, um, he was like the Beatles of rap. Yeah, seriously. He was a hard worker. But I, even today, I feel like young rap artists are dying very young. And it's something that like needs to be addressed because it's kind of fucked up. Like people yeah. are dying of like drug overdoses in an age where everyone is like very conscious of this that and like violence is coming back yeah like a lot like, of a lot of the rappers uh you know a lot before covid i i heard died you know i would before covid i would hear like rap artists dying the young ones dying of like you know overdoses but now a lot of the people um that are dying in that like specific area of music i i feel like it's a like gun violence and shit yeah like people like rappers will be like in the, at a restaurant there was this one it was a, i forget exactly who it was but it was a ra- rapper with his girlfriend that were at a restaurant eating and like the girlfriend sn- like took a picture of him put it on on her snapchat story and then like fucking like two guys came up and like just from noticing knowing where they were and just like shot him up yeah and it's i yeah we do just live in an age where yeah, maybe, and, you know, rock artists are still dying of drug overdoses, but we need to pay attention to, like, the rap culture, and, like, this is just, I, I just feel like we can avoid people dying. It's tw- it's about to be 2023. <coughs> there are ways to avoid people dying, you know? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what exactly that could be. Um, I, I feel like a lot of people... Um, don't even like when it comes to like drugs. A lot of people don't like looking for the help, you know. And yeah, a lot of it's, so it's communication. Hard. You just, I think people should talk more, and they should talk about things that are uncomfortable. It's okay to talk about things, but yeah. that's the only way you're gonna come to any conclusions about what you're gonna do with your life and how to handle violence. And I just think there are ways around it. You yeah. need people need to just communicate more. Um, changing the subject a little bit. Uh, yeah, yeah. Where did the, all these emojis come from? But uh, I saw that. I didn't say nothing. That's funny. It's like Minecraft before it's emojis. <laughs> Fucking. Um, you ever sneak into a bar before you were twenty one? Yeah, uh, I got a great story for that. Um, when I was sixteen or seventeen, I had this little Tascam handheld recorder. And so I'd sneak into bars all the time to see bands. But what I would do is I would find the touring bands I wanted to see, talk to them out front and be like, can I help you like move gear in? Like I'll record your set. But one time I saw, I think I was 17. Pyle was on the Magic Isn't Real tour, you know. Um, Bad History Month, I think, played, but they played as Fat History Month. And the lineup was maybe the comrade and a god, but I snuck in the kung fu necktie at like 17 years old. And I recorded that whole set and hung out with Pyle and all that crap. So that must have been, you know, it was over 10 years ago. It was a long time ago. But um, it was funny because when I, when I end up did playing there, 
the downstairs when I was 21. Because I played the upstairs. They used to have an all-ages venue. It was like a tiki bar or something. Yeah, yeah. Like I played tiki. up there when I was like, you know, 19 the ups- and 20. The upstairs looked like a Guitar Hero 2 venue or yeah, something. Yeah, it really did. Yeah. But I played the downstairs when I was finally 21. And I remember telling the bartender and the sound dude, this is the first time I've been in this bar you know, legally of age 21, I've been here like you know, half a dozen times. And they just laughed. They're like, how? And I was like, I just sneak in the back. It wasn't that hard. But I do that all the time as a kid. I would go see bands and bars I was not allowed to be in. I would just sneak in. It wasn't a big deal. That's pretty cool. Yeah. You just don't You just don't go to the bar and order drinks. You know, I wasn't stupid about it. I would just yeah. sit in the corner. I wouldn't leave. I would just sit in the corner with my little task cam and wait for the next band to play. And I saw so many bands underage at bars that I was not allowed to because I would record their sets and help them move gear. Jeez, that that actually sounds really cool. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. The only thing I can think of is I snuck into McGillicuddy's in Havertown when I was 20. <laughs> but uh, there was like a, I, I, you know, I was just a de- degenerate. I still am. I'm still a scumbag. I, yep. Bring it on. Yeah, I'm trying to trying to change, but. <laughs> one day at a time. One, one bar at a time. <laughs> yeah. But, um. But yeah, like uh, fucking, you know, I was twenty years old. Not, might have been no, yeah, I was twenty, and uh, fucking, I was like hanging off with my friends, but I was like, oh, man, like they just do the same thing every day, smoking four foot bongs in the garage. Like I'm gonna, nice. I'm, I'm gonna do a venture. Yeah, but yeah, we're going to the bar. Well, it was just me. I was <laughs> yeah. like, I was like, I'm separating from you guys for a sec. I'm gonna see what's out there, and uh, fucking, I see a bar, and they're like fucking carting at the door and shit. And I'm like, there's no way I can get inside this place, you know, without getting fucking carded at the door. And somehow, it was, you know, it was a very dark night. Somehow, there's a very big fella. must have been like 6'5", maybe like <laughs> 200 and something pounds. And I just fucking paper marred my way on his back. <laughs> and he like got carded and like fucking like, I just like shimmied nice, in to the dude. bar with him. And then fucking, you know. Yeah. And then I'm I'm at, I'm inside the bar here, and then everyone in the bar, because the, the bartenders all assume that everyone got carded, so I'm just ordering drinks until fucking 2 a.m. <laughs> fucking, dude, dude, it was crazy. That, but it's not as cool as, like, you know, sneaking in to see bands. I, you know, I wasn't doing that yeah. kind of stuff. Well, I also, like, I wasn't drinking. I, my main concern was I want to record these band sets. Right. I want to be here. I want to be, you know. But I actually have a funny story that's kind of related to that. Recently, me and Jade, are, we're shopping to move into our new house. We don't have anything. So we go to Walmart, and it's like, I'm looking at the cart, and I'm like, man, this is like three, $400 worth of stuff. We need so much. We don't, you know, we at the time, we both live at home. She's back home from college. You know, I'm back home from being in a touring band, kind of just helping out my family. We go. We load up the cart. We got like $400 worth of stuff. But we put all the very small, big stuff on top. There's like four pillows on top. They're like $2 each, right? We're at Mm -hmm. Walmart. And we go through the line, and this girl scans all the stuff on top, and that's it. And so our bill comes out to like, man, it must have been like $100 or $200. And we're like, okay, okay, we won. We go. We hand the receipt to the dude at the door, and he looks at it. He's like, all right, go. And when we got to the car, I was like, Jane, we just stole like $200 worth of stuff. That's, I mean, was, that's great because it's fucking Walmart. It's Walmart. So yeah. it's like, 
I didn't care. She didn't care. We left. We left our fucking ass off. We left the whole way back driving to my mom's because we didn't have our spot yet. I didn't even know Walmart did that. Like, they checked the receipt at the door. They checked the receipt if it's, like, a big order and we just kind of, like, yeah. let them. Because so, I was like, whatever, know, man. They're I not going to notice. And if they do, I'm going to say, man, I'm stupid. Yeah, because I know, like, places like BJ's and, like, Costco does that. Yeah, they'll check every fucking item. Yeah. Walmart does it, but, man, it was... I offered it to the guy knowing that we were safe. I knew that this kid looking at him, he was not going to care. Even if we did steal $200 for the stuff. So yeah, we like, we, we made out with like our bed sheets are stolen, <laughs> you know, hey. our comforters stolen. Fuck it. Sleep in peace knowing yet, you know, yeah. Didn't have to pay for it. That's I great. live below the law <laughs> actively. Hey. It's like, fuck the law. It's, it's Walmart. I'm going to take what I can. Fuck the law. Yeah. Fuck these people. Fuck these people. Um, breaking the law. Breaking the law. Bam, bam. Judas Priest. You don't know what it's like. <laughs> yeah. Um, excited for uh, Christmas. This is the first year I am not getting a lot of things from my family. I used to spend yeah. a lot of money on Christmas. I'm toning it back this year. Answer, I am excited. I love Christmas. You know, I know it's going to be a good time with my family. I know they don't they don't expect gifts, but um I wish I had more to offer them. It's it's a tough year with like I feel like it's like no one wants to say it, but I'm pretty sure we're going into a recession. Cause we're very close, man. Yeah. Times are tough. And if you don't feel it, I want to know what you're I'm doing. feeling it, dude. I'm feeling it. Dude, I'm feeling it. It's, I work my cock off and I'm feeling it. Right? And I say this all the time, man. I don't want to make more money. I want things to cost less. Right. I'm comfortable with how much money I make. I'm comfortable with my life. What I'm uncomfortable with is every time I fill up my gas tank, it's seventy bucks. It's like oh, this yeah. is killing me, man. Yeah, no, that's yeah, it's crazy. It's, you know, if you're out there listening, don't strive to make more money. Strive to try to change your world into it costing less because, you, like, you make enough. Every everybody in this country should have the bare minimums, and that's all I want. I want mm. to be comfortable. You know, a couple extra bucks, that's cool. But man, it is just feeling that lately you work your ass off and you come home and you do everything you got to do, and it's like, is it worth it? Is it worth it, man? Yeah. Like, it's just better. Like, I have just as much spending money as when I was homeless and unemployed in a touring van. Yeah, and I work my ass I feel, off. I feel like I had. When I was homeless, uh, the f- second time, I guess, fucking, I feel like I had the most money ever. Yeah, right? I, like, bought my car, my first car when I was right? homeless. So <laughs> yeah, because yeah, there's no bills to I pay. bought a Ford Ranger 96. Yeah, there's no bills to yeah, pay. I was like, what the fuck? I'm like, I gotta be homeless more. And, yeah, and, like, me and Jade are lucky. We had, we're making it work, you know? We, um, we're really trying hard. But I just feel like if you're out there listening, man, you're not alone. Things just shouldn't cost this much. And it's you, you get to thinking that there's a lot of people and that's why it costs that much. But it's it's just corporate greed. It's really not because there's more people, you know. Oh, yeah. 
Like people will raise their wages by double, but then double their prices. So what's the difference to the consumer? There is none. It's a joke. It's a fallacy. It's a, it's a, it's a fucking scheme. Yeah. Know where your money's going and spend it right. That's all I can. That's the only advice I can fucking give to people out there listening. For know sure. where your money's going. For sure. Um, I gotta use the restroom. I want to give you. The, I want to throw you the headies on your head, and I yeah. and leave you with a question that you could uh, kind of serenade the audience with. Um, okay, and then I'm gonna use the restroom after you. But hit me okay, um, yeah, I just base. <laughs> I don't think it's working now. Oh, uh, I need to get. I swear. Fuck I need, it up. I need to get new mic cables. That's right. I put it also. Yeah. What do you got? You got hear me? Yeah. Okay. So what's the question, Buck? Uh, so basically, I just want to know, you know, I would love for you to tell the audience here on this lovely uh, program, I'd, I'd love for you to, you know, kind of just tell them, uh, like, maybe one or two, or just how many ever, like, good, you know, Christmas, like, family, or just, does it, it doesn't even have to be a family, like, friends, like, days, like, holidays that you spent with, like, people that you love, like, good ones. Yeah. I'll yeah. be right back. I got it. So... George um, mm-hmm. asked me a while ago. He said it was going to be like a holiday-themed kind of episode. So I was thinking about my favorite moments of holidays. Now, what I'm going to tell you might be like dark, but this is one of my favorite moments of holidays. I'm in grade school, and I live in the Poconos. And um, I think my dad's in jail. My stepdad had left us, you know, so my mom was out of work at the time. So I'm in a home alone with an out-of-work mother, a little brother, and it's me. And, I mean, I've got to be eight or nine years old. And um, it's cold in the house. You know, we don't, we don't have any heat. Our goldfish froze that year because it was that cold. But my brother liked this one toy of mine so much. And I remember my mom coming to me and said, you know, you're old enough. You're eight or nine to realize that uh, (laughs) Santa's not real, you know, and Santa's not bringing anything. We're not getting anything for Christmas. There's nothing. You know, you guys are kind of fucked. So what I did and I was a prick to my little brother. I didn't let him play with any of my toys. I was very like, get off my shit. Like, I'm the older brother. Like, you you can't have this. But what I did that year, I took old newspapers and old tape. Uh, the tape barely even fucking worked. It was just like whatever we had in the house. I could see my own breath on Christmas Eve while I was doing this in my own house. And I took my favorite toy that my brother liked, wrapped it up in newspaper, taped it the best I could. We didn't even have a tree because we couldn't afford it. And it was just on the floor when we woke up in the morning. And my little brother woke me up in the morning and he was so excited. He said, Gavin, Gavin, Santa came. He brought me something. I was like, all right, Brian. Yeah, Santa came. You know, meanwhile, my mom the the night before told me Santa wasn't real. And he wasn't bringing anything. Yeah, he brought you something, which I know I put there. But to watch my little brother's face, you know, and he had had, he he was like two or three. To watch him open up 
my favorite toy, which was his favorite toy, in this crappy newspaper. I didn't even write anything on it. I just wrapped it up in newspaper and taped it. He opened it up Christmas morning, and we all saw each other's breaths, me, him, and my mom, as he opened it. He was the happiest kid on the planet. And for me, when I think of Christmas, just that's what I think of. When I think of this crappy, rinky-dink little fucking... You know, charade of a holiday. Yeah. But, like, every time I think of that, I'm just grateful. Because I've never had a worse Christmas in my life. And I am just blessed every day that it's not that. That I'm not nine years old watching my little brother at two years old. Opening my gift, which is the only gift of the year. And we could literally see each other's breath. It was so cold in the house. So I'm just grateful. I'm grateful every fucking year. I'm grateful every day that I'm fucking alive. You know? That was beautiful. Yeah. That's what I think about that was a great. That was a great story. So I'm going to give these headphones to you. I'm going to go piss. And then we're going to get back to this. And okay. if you're out there listening, man, I want you this year on Christmas or any holiday that you have. Go up to your least favorite family member and just give them a big hug. And you can even tell them, I don't like you, but I love you. But you should do that. Because, man, you just, you never know what's going to happen. And you don't have much in this world. It's better to just communicate it. Just talk to them. And if they suck, they suck. But I don't know. Just go communicate with these people. That's right. Yeah, even if they're racist or just fucking... Man, just go try to change their mind in the gentlest way possible. And if they don't take it, they don't take it. But I just think people need to talk more and they need to change their world more. No one's going to change your world for you and no one's going to do these communications. You got to go out there and just do it. You got to be the one who uh, inspires. and One conversation at a time. Get out there and do it. That's right. Maybe maybe I'll uh, tell a quick little Christmas story that I remember from when uh, I was a younger person. I got, I got, I got some, um, but I'll tell one. If anyone's got one, George. Here's a hug. Um, when I was younger, maybe around like uh, four, three, my uh, my dad was really big into Christmas. Um, he would always buy us a bunch of presents, and you know we would just have, you know, trash bags filled with toys and gifts and whatnots, and. Uh, the the big the big thing that we would do is we would all put up the fake tree we would put it up together you know and the fake tree is is still kind of fun because you gotta assemble it and you assemble it as a family you know so um you know there's nothing wrong with getting a a real tree too you know real trees nice but a fake tree there's just something about assembling because because there's different letterings and you know, there's you got to do it in a certain pattern to get. It. So there's just some something magical about that. But me and my uh, older sister, we would we would do that. We would assemble this fake tree together, and my um, my my parents when they were still together, and I assume in love they would uh, you know they would just blast you know Christmas music, uh, sp- you know Hispanic music, Christmas music, that type stuff. So it's just a just a memory. You know, and then, uh, fucking, uh, we would make, uh, tamales, you know, every, every year for Christmas time. 
but uh, we called it nakatamales. It's not really quite like a normal tamale. It was just like uh, kind of better than the other ones. And that's factual. You know, it's not me just, you know, saying my opinion. Nakatamales is just better than regular tamales. And that's just the facts. That's just how, you know, the world rolls and flows and turns, you know. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's just magical moments. Magical moments that, uh, you know, maybe, uh, maybe my story, maybe Kevin's story, uh, sparked you, sparked your imagination, maybe, uh, sparked that part of the brain that you forgot about, and maybe now you're thinking about some childhood good Christmas, uh, memories that you once had. Um, so good on you if you, if you were able to do that. Otherwise, hey, Merry Christmas. I know that's right, babe. Yeah. Um, what were your what were some first memories you had of writing songs and uh playing shows? So, um first song I ever wrote. First song I ever wrote, I used every chord of the C major scale because I had just learned it at my bass lessons. And I wanted to have an exercise where I could switch between chords and like get used to that. So I used every chord pattern and it wasn't until later that I realized that it was in three, four, which was kind of weird. I've always like, liked three, four more than four, four. I always, and so I don't know if you know this about me, but, um, I don't, I don't know like music theory or like music, anything. Yeah. And, uh, anytime, you know, I would write a new song and show, you know, Keith. You know Keith. Yeah. Uh, anytime I would show Keith, Keith would be like, oh, man, coming back with the three fours. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, yeah, I yeah. don't know what that means, yeah, but yeah. I guess. And it's like, I guess for some reason I like that pattern of writing music and I just I don't know, don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. I really like three four. I think it has a nice push and pull more than four four. And for out there, if you don't no music theory like that four four is just like one two three four one two three four most songs are one two three four three four comes into it and it's like one two three one two three one two three one it's two, almost three. like a dance you know it's it's a waltz yeah and i like the push and pull of three four a lot more and uh yeah the very first song i ever wrote it didn't have any lyrics it was just an exercise for me to change between chords like that. I used every every chord in C major. But um yeah, no, that was the first song I ever wrote. Nice. And then besides that, I can't really remember. I was in 11th grade when I I really put out like I put out a 12 song demo in 11th wow. grade and I tried to hustle everybody $1 for that CDR so that I could buy a, an SM57 so I could record at home better. Yeah. And I did. I ended up, you know, selling enough copies to buy myself an SM57, yeah. which was impressive, you know. That's a good mic for, like, recording amps and stuff. And that was the thing. I was like, this is just going to be able to get everything fine. But, yeah, that was 11th grade when I was hustling those copies at open mics. But I sold a hundred copies of them. 
I got myself That's an right, SM57. Yeah. SM57 is just about 100 bucks. yeah. Yeah, I did good about. for 16, 17 years I'm old. I'm sure you can find it used for like maybe 75 but Yeah, but I bought yeah. mine brand new. Brand in the box <laughs> with a yeah. little baggie. Yeah, it was nice. It was um, good. I think the I think one of the first songs I've ever written um I like learned uh I learned how to play Wild Thing. Nice. You know, wild. I don't think I've ever actually I don't even actually think I've ever listened to that song. Yeah. But I just know <laughs> of that song like Wild Thing. Yeah. So I'm just, you know, a freak and a weirdo and you know, just just not the not right in the head. I've always been that way. Yeah. But um, when I was like twelve or thirteen, when I first started playing guitar, I turned the chords for Wild Thing and the melody, and I uh, wrote a song about Roswell. Nice. Like the aliens. <laughs> yeah. Like the I was like yeah. I was like Roswell. I was like you make my aliens cry. <laughs> <laughs> I was always kind of like a jokester even yeah. back then, but yeah. I think back then none of my jokes really made sense. Everyone's just I like, "Tell me about it." Yeah, I'd be like in <laughs> like an Irish Catholic community, and they'd be like, "They'd be like, we need to pull this guy off stage <laughs> yeah, yeah, now, right now." Yeah, I'm, talk, I'm talking about chupacabras and supercabras <laughs> and Bigfoot and Littlefoot. <laughs> talking about it all. <laughs> Not anything. Yeah, they're not anything that you know uh, an Irish, you know, Catholic community would want their children to hear. (laughs) Yeah, don't even talk to me about bad jokes. My whole life's a bad joke. God, I feel that. Um, If you could meet any songwriter at any period of time, doesn't have to be like you know. Yeah, I guess any period of time. I guess you you understand that question. Yeah, yeah. But uh, who would it, who would it be? Can I have three answers? Yeah, it'll be brief. One is Mozart. You know, I think the dude's insane, in the best way possible. It's for true. Gonna go with Mozart. The next two a little closer to home and in depth, but I just think, goddamn, uh, Chris Bell of Big Star. I think Chris Bell of Big Star speaks to me in a way where a lot of songwriters don't. I don't actually listen to that band. You should listen to Big Star. Should. You yeah. should listen to Chris Bell. He's incredible. When he was, I th- I think, 27, killed himself because Big Star never amounted to anything. But, um, Jesus. yeah, Chris, Chris Bell, early 70s, Big Star. It's the shit, man. When I think of American music, I, I always go back to Big Star, and I'm like, this is power pop. This is where, like... You know, they're not glam, but they're hitting like glam rock. They're fucking heavy, and they're hitting it. And man, that Memphis song song style. Alex Chilton, uh, also a big songwriter in that band, um, from the Box Tops and so on, uh, managed the Cramps and crap. Good fucking shit. Uh, 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 Chris Bell, number two. I would just. I, I would honestly say like Elliot Smith. Uh, yeah. Cliche as that is, man, he's just one of my favorite songwriters yeah. and I'd love to just hang out with that dude. That guy liked the same music I do. He covers all my favorite songs that I cover. Like we would just have a good time. I feel like just drinking a beer and talking, putting on records. You know, yeah. a lot of people could say that I think, but I, I think, I think we'd get along. You think so? I so, hope, I hope so. Why the fuck not? Dude, he, he likes, he likes the Beatles and the kinks and Willie Nelson and 
Hanks Jr., why the fuck wouldn't we get along, you know? Yeah, that sounds like a rootin' tootin' good time. Right? I Actually, the reason I know Hank Jr. really is because Elliot Smith covered one of his songs, and I was like, oh, shit. Yeah? What song was that? All My Rowdy Friends Have Settled Down. Yeah. Man. That's a good song. Yeah. yeah. I fucking love... Yeah, we were just talking about that. Yeah. Plug from earlier, uh... You know, family tradition. Listen to that record. It's hysterical, man. You might not like country music, but Hank Jr. gives it to you. That's like all I listen to nowadays, to be honest. Yeah, it's... I think I slowly... I've been slowly kind of listening to indie music again, but, like, I'm taking, like, tippy toes, like... Yeah, yeah. I'm putting my my big toe in the water. I'm not really doing the full dive again. It's, uh... It's insane what the past five years have done for country music. And when I mean country music, I don't mean pop country. I mean, like outlaw country old style 60s 70s country is coming back in a big way yeah. because i'm not gonna lie i do like the pop country okay yeah. and if you're into it you're into it yeah i'm big uh big you know i love morgan wallen okay He's a scumbag i love him though yeah you gotta get it get fucking it uh chris stapleton i don't know if you know him okay i honestly don't know a lot of pop country yeah i'm into that outlaw shit i mean i like i like that too yeah yeah you know, but like uh I just like you know I was like let me like see what this is about. And it, see what it's it's about. not good. No, it's just it's more funny. And I think that the artists realize that this is like this is pop music. But the cool thing about it is it's, that sometimes they'll like they'll throw references to like con- old country artists. Well, which is like a country like. Like, that's like an old school thing, like you know, yeah. Waylon, if Waylon's singing a song, he's mentioning Willie or Hank. All yeah. the time. And one thing I like about country music, and this you could also apply to rap music and why I like rap music. There's a lot of samples. There's a lot of sharing. There's a lot of ref- referencing each other and everyone playing on each other's songs and playing with each other. And it is a community. And you can call it what you want. Man, a lot of people turn off country. But in the last five years, people are on. But, man, at least they like stick out for their own yeah they i think, really care about i think what other. did it for me was like neil young like neil young's Are definitely you- not country but he has like little every song every so often has like that country twist yeah and like listen to comes a time i remember when i was like listen to harvest. 23 24 like 23 i was like i was like man like this sounds good yeah and then like but I was like, but I can, but like at the time I was like, but I can never see myself listening to country. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. sure. I was like, but this sounds good. And then, but, you know, a year later I'm like, man, I'm like, I need to find other artists that sound like this. Yeah. And then next thing you know, it's like. Well, he wrote, are you ready for the country? In which 72. Waylon Jennings. Covered. 74. That's yeah. a, that's a number one hit by Waylon Jennings. Yeah. My uncle actually saw Neil Young on the, on that Waylon Jennings tour in 75, I think. They said. toured together? Yeah. Oh, yeah, and so Waylon came out, did a set. Neil Young came out, did a set, and then he said that the both of their bands came out and played for three more hours. Oh my and they God. each knew each other's songs, and they all knew an hour worth of Hank Williams songs. So it's like, I feel like back in the day, you actually got your money's worth for yeah. shit. But name, now it's like, now it's like, you know, once the lights turn off, it's like, oh, let's go it. home. Name a single artist today. They could come out with their opening act and play an entire hour's worth of covers with each other of one artist. It just doesn't happen today. Um, 
Like, imagine if we know. went on tour and both our bands went out and we're like, we know an hour's worth of Beatles songs. Let's go. It just doesn't happen today. I mean, we probably could do that. It would sound <laughs> shitty. <laughs> well. But it's like, I just, I miss. Maybe maybe the earlier songs because they're easier. Yeah. I just wish that there was that nostalgia for music today. I can't imagine, and no offense to any of my friends, I can't imagine going out there and being, because I know an hour's worth of Neil Young songs, but do my friends know it well enough to just be like, we're on stage and the, the crowd's bored, can we play for an hour worth of Neil Young songs? That would be amazing. But yeah. music doesn't work that, that way nowadays. No, I guess I haven't really... Um learned covers in a while uh when i was like I, all like from from like 12 to 19 all i did was play covers yeah and i and and at that time period i'd be like yeah i could learn i could fucking play every beatles song every led right? zeppelin song like every metallica song but now i'm like fucking maybe i can play rocky raccoon yeah maybe <laughs> dude don't tell anybody but phil specter's gone i'm getting it to the point where these songs are so easy my friends can cover Let's bring back a community aspect to music. Should I, should I cover Phil Spector's gun song? I mean, Sean's already my man. Yeah. I just think that we should stop all trying to be all-stars and let's get to the point where we collectively make this shit happen. Like, I just feel like we can do it. Yeah, why not? I mean, that sounds fun. I mean, that's that reminds me of, like, you know, the like that whole outlaw country and, like, country kind of yeah. old school thing. Yeah, they it, let's just tone down a little bit and write songs easy enough that everyone can cover them and songs that your friends want to cover. Yeah, let's do it. That sounds fun. It sounds like a community. You're making me want to cry. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, you might as well. Speaking of community, just making me want to cry because I feel like uh, I don't know, I don't know, but you're making me want to cry. Let's build it. We're in this together, man. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, fucking, um, all right. I think this is the last question. Wow. I didn't realize how uh, we were zooming by these, but we got a good. Yeah, we're doing good. We got, we got, you know, we're maybe about an hour in. Um, yeah, I felt like the last episode was long, too. but It was long. It was. I think it was. Uh, I actually just looked at the time length on <laughs> it today. Longest. It's not long. It, actually, it might be the longest. I am a talker, dude. Yeah. I am a talker. But, you know, last episode we had 12 questions, and now we have 10. So oh, it's, I, it's okay. obviously going to be a little bit shorter. But, um, you know, got any plans for New Year's Day? A couple friends throwing around a couple ideas um, for New Year's Eve. New Year's Day. Oh, I, that's what I meant. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. No, it's the same thing. But do you – I mean, I – like, Lee and I, we make plans for New Year's Eve, and then we have our already set plans for New Year's Day. New Year's Day, I don't like to do shit. I personally, New Year's is my least favorite holiday. Every year I kind of have a bad time. Except last year was really nice being with Jade. But I, um, New Year's Eve, my goal is to drink a beer. <laughs> Last year, me and Jade won ping pong at like sixteen pair bracket. We won. Where at? State College. We're at the Mams place. Ping pong. Yeah. Jesus. This year, man, I hope I just survive and I hope I get to relax on New Year's Day. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Usually New Year's Eve, I usually I usually throw like a little, a little thing here. And we all just like hang out and like you know have fun and like 
do backflips and stuff. Right. But on New Year's Day, Lee and I we usually go out to the pagoda on, in Reading, and we'll just oh, take the drive and just nice. like kind of take a view. Right. And uh, well, usually it's like um, the on New Year's Eve, I'll buy like a handle of vodka, and I'll you know we'll get like Bloody Mary stuff. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not I'm not one for uh, the drinking and the booze cruise, but. Man, if you get one, that's not bad. I'm not one for the booze cruise, but, you know, sometimes I am a sinner. and uh, <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, I sin. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, sometimes I am a sinner. Um, but I, um, yeah, we'll make one Bloody Mary for just on the way. Yeah. Because we're like hungover and kind of just, we'll just sip it. It, yeah. Literally, by the time we get there, it's done. So I'm not like chugging yeah, this thing. You're way out there. It's yeah. not like you're fucking plastic. It's like it's like a two hour drive. So by the time I get there, it's done. So I'm, I'm just using this as a little, you know, tomato juice and some yeah, stuff. Yeah. But it's fun. Like we go there and fucking we get a good view and it's freezing cold. It's always yep. freezing cold New Year's Day. Yup. Freezing. Because <laughs> we, we, this is, it's a, it's a family tradition, you know? Fucking family tra- tradition. tradition. But it's been two, it's, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming we're doing this again, so this would be the third year, and uh, yeah, I just remember it's just always cold that day. Yeah, it's always fucking cold New yep. Year's Day, and then uh, yeah, didn't, and then we we'll go to a, we'll find like a I think last year we found like this this little pub called Jack's Pub, and it's just like just like kind of like hillbillies are in there yep. <laughs> and like yeah, I'm reading. as soon as we got in there they're all like kind of giving me an eye yeah yeah and like i'm like what is this guy doing here you like and, ha- the, and this hole in the wall like obviously hop up to the jukebox that's exactly what paycheck i did on. <laughs> that's exactly what we're not well no i i didn't play johnny paycheck I, I went up there and played uh i think i played buck owens there you go and i think there you go. i played buck owens and they're all just like all of a sudden, just like getting closer yeah, to me, okay, okay. I mean, like, who's this yeah. city boy? And I'm Love like, what? Buck Owens. Yeah, Buck Owens. I like the I like that album where um, it's like, before you go, but don't uh, how much I, I love one. you. Oh, that song is so good. I just know that you know Buck Owens is the kind of guy you get covered by the Beatles, you get covered by Graham Parsons. You're like, you're I'll, have, I'll have to play that song for you. Y- yeah, you before, do before you go. But literally, it's called "Before You Go." But I'll nice. have to play it before you go. Uh, Ringo Starr, one of his, he said one of his greatest honors as a musician in his entire life is when Buck Owens covered the Beatles. <laughs> which what song funny. did he cover? I forget which one, but it's just so great to hear Ringo say that because, like, you know, Ringo does didn't, act didn't naturally. the Beatles? Wait, I thought I thought that was a Buck Owens song. That's what I'm saying. Is Ringo covered Buck Owens and act naturally? Ringo said his highest compliment as a as a musician was when Buck Owens covered the Beatles, but I forget which song it was. It was probably not a Ringo song. It was not a Ringo song. Ringo did not write that song. Yeah, Ringo's probably like. Oh, but he's still like he was just like oh. Buck no, I'm Owens curious. I mean, me. what kind of what song would Buck Owens cover? Well, any of them. I can see him covering like Rocky Raccoon, but that's kind of like a Bob Dylan style. You know. Yeah. But like that whole album, Help, is like. I've always, and I've said this to you before. I always think I've always thought that Help. Well, just recently, I've always thought that uh, Help is kind of like the Beatles trying to do like a country thing. Oh, absolutely! George Harrison and Ringo Starr like just loved like, country. Just music. just the beginning. Really just the beginning of uh, Help. Like you know, Help. 
It's like, you know, down. Not just anybody. You know, and then the, and then there's that, that one riff on the guitar that's like, like for and, me, that's like a country riff right there. And when you listen to the very first, um, the very first George Harrison record, it's all country music. Like, uh, I guess I never really gave that a, a spin. It's it's really good, and a lot of it is just straight up like leftover Bob Dylan songs and country music. Yeah. You know, uh, Sneaky Pete plays a lot of slide on that. Who was on the A team for uh, Sun Records? Like he plays. This is the same guy that played on "Stand by Your Man" by Tammy Wynette. Is playing on George Harrison's first record. You know what Jeez. I mean? Fuck yeah. Um. Well, I wanted to end it on um something. Um. I mean, what are your plans for next year? Next year is gonna be a big year. Yeah, what do you, what do you, what do you big... see yourself getting done or wanting to get done? Uh, so I just plans and doesn't have to be necessarily for music. It just you know just your life maybe. Uh, yeah, sure. So what I feel is that Phil Spector's gun is going to have a record. We're going to start recording actually. Sean's been using my bass. Yeah, how's that sounding? Because yo. My, that bass is real nice. It's been looking great. Yeah. People have been talking about it. It's been sounding great. Because it sounds great. It, we are a honed band somehow. We don't try very hard, but I think we sound very good. But we're going to have a full-length record. We're going to put it out on vinyl, no matter what means. If a label's not interested in helping us, we're going to do it ourselves. We will have vinyl by the end of 2023. We're going to call it Highway 61 Exploded. <laughs> the what? Bob Dylan reference um, But we got 13 songs right now They sound great We're gonna have vinyl And I wanna get back into stop motion You know I we I moved with Jade And I don't have anything set up But I wanna get back into stop motion a lot um, I did a music video For my friend Sweet Pete He covered a, an animal song Actually Or a uh, kink song animals i want to get back into stop motion this year i need uh to set up a little bit more and then otherwise i've been doing i haven't been doing i just set up this songwriters workshop i'm doing and you're gonna be a part of it yeah yeah on the 29th if any hey yeah i mean this is pretty this is probably come, this, this is early enough this is come out by what's today monday this is come out by wednesday so yeah, you want to explain so um, this is something I've wanted to do for about a decade, and uh, I've never feel it, felt like I had the time or the space to do it. And a lot of friends have been talking to me about it lately, but I'm going to do a songwriter's workshop. I'm going to host it. Um, so if you're a veteran songwriter out there, you're a novice, you are just interested in hearing what I have to say about songs... Hop on in. We got some veteran songwriters like you and Sean in here that are going to fucking... We're going to bring this home. But every other week, I'm going to give people prompts and we're going to talk about just the history of songwriting, the history of popular music in America and other places. And we're just going to kind of get it together. And I really want to crack people's brains open and just see what they have to offer and just kind of like, let's let's write songs together. Let's yeah. make a community out of this. Let's let's learn each other's songs. And it's going to be everything from the prompt being write the most complicated song you can to 
I was just telling George at the bar, no one knows this yet, but the first prompt is going to be like, I'm going to give you three chords and you're going to have to write a song. And right. you have to write a full song. And like, no joke. Like, you need to, like, this is no joke. Three chords, write it. Are you going to have one that's like, you got to write a seven-minute song? Yeah, exactly. Like, ten minutes. Go. What? The kind of thing where it's like, also, cover, like, cover the most complicated song you know. Get it as close as you can. Let's see how you can do it. Let's digest it. Let's talk to it as a group of songwriters. I feel like one thing missing in my personal scene of music is the collectiveness. I miss being able to bounce ideas off people because I'm not hosting this because I'm the best songwriter. I'm not hosting this because I know more knowledge than anyone else. I'm hosting this because I need in my life right now a group of people that are willing to expand their boundaries as songwriters and push it. And let's fucking do it. I think that we can. Fuck yeah. Yeah, so if you guys want to do that, uh, our, I think the first meeting is, uh, I believe, is December 29th. You may correct me if I'm wrong. No, it, yeah, it's going to be every other Thursday. It just seems that that's what works yeah. for the people and involved. I, I, and right I, think, uh, I think it's every two weeks. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you can either give $10 or a yeah, six-pack. or I'm not sure exactly how that works. Maybe Kevin can... I'm, so I'm suggesting ten dollars. The first, the first time you show up, that is going to be free, no matter what. After that, we will talk about it. If you have ten dollars worth of goods you want to bring for everybody there, if you have ten dollars for me, if you don't even want to spend money, I don't care. I'm not like, man. Money comes and goes. They'll just change the price of money later. It's not a real thing. You know, I would like to make a couple bucks because I'm going to put a lot of time and effort into it. Yeah. But, um, man, I don't care about money. Yeah. If you if you come to a Phil Spector's gun show, you'll know right off the bat. M- all of my merch is pay what you want. I don't yeah. fucking care. Lee, not Lee wears that T-shirt all the time. Fuck yeah. Yeah, she wears it all the time. But it, it's money's not real. If you're out there and that's you're her, struggling that's her with t-shirt. money. If I touch it, she's like, don't touch it. <laughs> <laughs> don't touch it. <laughs> but if you're out there struggling with money, just know that money's not real. They'll change the price of it later. Change it. They they just, you know, a dollar's worth this. Next day it's worth that. Don't stress too hard about money. All right. But, uh, mind if I just close this out? Wait, hold on. Can oh. I, I, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have shout outs. Is that all right? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. George Sorry, I forgot about that. No, I'm not tired. I just, uh, <laughs> just the, question, the questions are done. We're going to do this really quick. I've got 26 people I want to shout out right now. Go, go. Do you want it? You want the headphones? No. Right. No, we're going to be rapid fire with this, all right? All right. Paul Marchesani. Love Paul. There we go. Good dude. Bad History Month. Bad History Month, sick. Just moved to Philly. If you're in Philly and you want a band to play a show, book Bad History Month. <laughs> 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 they're, they're from Boston. Just moved here. They're amazing. Brown Rainbow. Love Sean. Sean's good dude. Doing great stuff. Buck. Brandon. Oh, love Buck, my dude. I, I just did a another podcast. He's got podcasts with yeah. Two. He's got two with me. Yeah, now. go go what? listen to Brandon. Hey, if you haven't listened to the one with Brandon recently, you I haven't should. listened to the second one. It's funny. Man is so smart, so talented, goofy as fuck. He's the man. It's funny. You should listen to it. Uh, shout out to old lady Colin. Got me these uh cowboy boots for my birthday. They're absolutely fucking stunning. Uh, old lady is the shit. If you're ever in 
middle Jersey old ladies to shit. Concrete Caveman. That's fucking if you're in the metal. Johnny, of yeah. course. Gotta listen to Concrete Caveman. Sean. Ooh, we were talking about. Plays bass in my band. Plays bass in Georgie. God. When Sean's gonna get his fucking hit on the fucking radio, dude? This dude's the Hope best songwriter soon. I know. Hope soon. Me too. Uh, Ma'am and company. Good fucking people. Absolutely. All of them so talented. They all have so much going on. Central Pennsylvania. Go listen to Ma'am. Kyle Blessing, whatever the fuck he's doing in South Dakota. Is that where he is now? Yeah, that's where he is. God bless him. I just <laughs> wanted to say God bless him. God bless Kyle I Bless. Know, I don't know what Kyle's doing. But God, God bless, bless Kyle Bless. <laughs> yeah. Dust from a thousand years. All the way from Indiana recently moved to Philadelphia via Boston. You're looking... Ben is a great photographer. If you like photography, look him up. He's got books he will sell you of his photography. He's amazing. Nixie Nix. Brian Reichard. Yeah. My favorite songwriter of all time. I just got to give it to him. He's like uh, the aerial pink of Philadelphia, but without all the... uh not being weird. Yeah. <laughs> He's literally just the most pure person you could ever meet. And I only say that because Errol Pink like was known for putting out multiple yeah. albums before just, even being discovered. Yeah. Like Brian Reichard, if you're in Philadelphia and you don't know Brian Reichard, you need to listen to him because he is the Philadelphia sound. Um my pal Audrey, who's gonna be in the uh in the songwriter workshop. I I expect very, very good things from her. My friend Emily, too. I'm going to start playing drums for her band. I expect very good things out of that songwriter's workshop. Um, on the Water, my dude Fletcher. West Philly's staple. You know, Fletcher's good dude. On the Water's great stuff. My friend Emmett. He's got my cowboy hat. I need it back from him. Hey, you listening, Emmett? Yo, I was supposed to text you today. I didn't. I'm busy doing this. Text you tomorrow. Yon boy. Oh. The king of snakes. Yon boy. Absolute fucking monster of a songwriter, that dude. Oh, yeah. Andy Coral. Oh, I was just sending funny voice messages yeah, to them. <laughs> right? I mean, me, me and Andy, he's one of the only friends I talk to every day, but... I, I think I talk to Andy every... I think I talk to Andy more every day than I do my dad. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's I would cool. say, And I work with my dad, and I still talk to Andy more, I think. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> um, you're on this list. Shout out to fucking George. Hey, thank you. He's always putting it down. Every time. Um, Josh Mackey. Got a shout out, Josh Mackey. Who's that? Why do they say? Dunk, Idiot Forever, Quagga. Josh is one of those people that is very quiet about what he does, but he's always doing something. Okay, I just haven't heard that one then. Go listen to what he's doing. Uh, my dude Itchy just moved to fucking New Orleans. You say Itchy? Yeah, Rachel. Shout out. Rachel moved to New Orleans? Yeah, shout out, dude. They're no longer in Philly? Yeah. Get out of here! I see good things in their future. What? I didn't even know that. Wow. We'll go. We'll we'll shout out Lemmy now. You know, I hope Joni's doing good. Just had twins. Good luck with your band now that you have twins, dude. They're running the studio. They're they're doing good. I shout out Mr. Goblin down in Maryland, on Exploding Sound. Good. Sam's a really good dude. Good good fucking songwriter. Gabby. Solid solid fucking songwriter. Um, my friend Aaron from Mr. Softy up in uh, northeastern Pennsylvania moved to Philly within the past year. I don't know what their project is right now. Honestly, I forget. Maybe something to do with dairy or something. Yeah, well, shout out to Aaron. Mark, let's shout out Mark down in North Carolina. 
Oh, yeah. Happy Bless birthday, up, Mark. Dude. Get on this Happy fucking birthday. show, Mark. Where are you at? Get on at? this show. What are you doing? Mark, where are you at? Take that trip. Well, I, I'm, I, and I said this last month, but I plan on uh, getting a Zoom subscription. I'm sorry Ooh. if you didn't finish that. No, I got two more, but you, you got it. I just want to say real quick, I, I plan on doing a Zoom subscription, paying for that subscription. It's like a hundred some bucks. It doesn't matter. We'll uh, get it. You know, you don't have to donate to my thing, but you know. You're going to be having some quality guests soon yeah. from all around the world. Okay, yep. so be prepared. Yeah. And uh, fucking, you know, it's going to be uh, a good way for people not to come to my place all the time, you know, if I'll they don't want to. Yeah. That, I mean, you know, if you want to come here, that's cool because it's personable and you're right there. But, like, if you don't want to, you know, you're, time's restricted, just let so you know. And if you ever want to be a, po- uh, a guest on the podcast, just let me know. Hit them up. Hit me up. I'm not. Uh, I'm not restrictive to the guests. Uh, I'll have anyone. Yo, it would be cool though to just like, get it, get a like we're good looking people. Oh, get a cam. People might want to see what we're doing. Um, One day. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I just bought this. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay, this, never mind. And this, so like, right now yeah, I'm like, yeah. but. I mean, this may have a camera on it. It probably does. I might just be able to use this. If honestly, between that and like just setting up, I have a tripod from my stop motion. We could. I've got a tripod a too. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I got two more shout outs, dude. Oh yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. Sweet Pete. Sweet Pete. I love Sweet Pete. He's from Connecticut. He's living in in Pennsylvania now. Sweet Pete's great. Shout out, Sweet Pete. Last one is the shirt I'm wearing, Sun Oregon. Let's talk oh, about Tim, dude. Buzz. I. I'm going to go on record and say I think my favorite Philly band is Sun Organ. Tim is like one of the, the sweetest fucking people. Sweetest person I've ever met. Also one of the low-key funniest people. Also low-key one of the best musicians. Just hanging out. Acting like he don't matter. You, if you're in Philly and you don't know Sun Organ, you better recognize. That shit is... the uh, My favorite Philly band is Sun Organ. Absolutely. And he it's would just... slap me for saying that, but dude, it's my favorite Philly band. I think he brings it every time. And it's a new lineup every time I see that band, and he brings it every time. They don't mess around. Tim don't mess around. No. Buzzy. Buzzy. Yeah, and he is just also super sweet and funny. And yeah. uh, you can He's cut funny. it at any point. I'm done. Um, Love you guys. No, uh, I just uh, I don't want to cut it abruptly, but I just want to oh, say you know thank thank you for listening. Uh, it was a pleasure to have Kevin back Dude, on. Thanks for being here, and also thank thanks for listening, to everyone. Um, I um I think the next episodes I think we're gonna have uh, Maddie back on. They were guests back in August. Uh, Tyler Davis we're Ooh. gonna have back on. I still haven't met Tyler, but I'm excited. Yeah, he's a nice guy. I've heard a lot of good nice things. Guy. He's a nice guy. We've had guy. some communications. I've heard good things from he, a lot of he, people. He very much likes you. Which yeah. is why I like him. Yeah. I haven't even met him yet. I'm excited, he's very, man. He's, he's a big fan of yours. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited. I uh, I think his podcast, I think he might have brought you up. Yeah. See, I haven't listened to that one. I've listened to Abby's, and I've listened to Bucks, and I've listened to, I forget what, just like random stuff. Not big on podcasts, I got to be honest. But yeah. I've been trying because I am excited for what you're doing, and I'm excited for all my friends to be a part of this. Oh, come on, stop it, Tyler. I'm gonna listen to yours. I'm gonna uh, listen to uh, it on uh, the way home. Uh, it's pretty good. I'm gonna <laughs> blast it right in the middle of West Philly, walking around in the yeah. cold. My hands will be cold. I'm blowing blasty. But I think uh, I think maybe I'll, I'll probably do another episode with Lee. Nice. Uh, another special episode, maybe special number three. And uh, what else? Uh, what else am I gonna have? 
I can't really think of it right now. Don't. But it, but you know what? It's all good, and I hope this uh, quenches your your brain, and uh, you have a you know a lovely evening, and I hope to see you soon. I hope to be able to do one more episode for you. I hope to I hope to be able to do all the episodes that I promised you. Yeah, right. But uh, but you guys stay safe, stay warm, yeah, yes. and uh, happy holidays. All right. Yeah, seriously. All right. And if anyone needs anything, just call me, text me. What's that number? Two one five, four seven five. 0792. You got it right there, <laughs> Papa. You got it right there. Yeah, by the end of the episode, I remember it. Hey, Paisano, we're off.